It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Heyo, welcome in to the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in to Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. And alongside me, as always, is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at ActorWall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader, mm-hmm. leading that community in the Discord, our CHGO lounge for all our diehards. That's what our main focus of the show is going to be today. Uh, big news on Monday as Jose Abreu left the White Sox for Houston uh, and also the Mike Clevenger news. We had Stephen Woods on from 97.3 FM, the fan in San Diego. Uh, so we didn't get a chance to do Mailbag Monday on Monday and we didn't get a chance to do it on Tuesday because we were upset about Jose Abreu. Yes. But today uh, it's time to get to your questions and we have a ton of them. The first one uh, we'll get into uh, probably a lengthier discussion, but it comes from Sox mom, and it, it, it's basically stemming off the uh, the Jose Abreu one. But she's saying, how does this move make us better being Andrew Vaughn replacing Jose Abreu? I'm struggling to see how a six-war guy is going to do that. So that's going to be the main topic today, but then we also got Point some other four. fun ones uh, as well. For our for our podcast user, li- li- listeners, they're like, oh, Andrew Vaughn's a six-war? No. Oh, did Point I say six-war? Six yeah, point six war. <laughs> My bad. Zero point six war. It wasn't good. Uh, point six war. And uh, what's up, everybody in the chat? Make sure you're liking and subscribing to our YouTube channel. Uh, we're here live Monday through Thursday uh, at 4 p.m. I'll be out tomorrow, but Carrie, uh, the, that baseball fan, will be joining you of uh, Believe Southside with yeah. uh, Steve-O. Yeah, I think we're going to do... a. In the notion, it says 3 o'clock, so I think the show will be on an hour earlier than it usually is tomorrow. Carrie's got a lot of opinion. You think I am a feisty guy. Mercy. Carrie's going to come here and light this place on fire. Yeah, he said he was going to be on his best behavior, and I was like, that's not nope. the point. Nope. That's not the point. Nope. Like, I want Carrie to be to Carrie. Be nuts. Yeah. Um, and Carrie's nuts, and he'll, he'll probably share a lot of his Nick Madrigal uh, thoughts as well. Um, that's, uh, that, that's, that's what put uh, Carrie on the map for me, was uh, his Nick Madrigal fan. We're, we're very similar. We have disdain for uh, how Rick Hahn runs a team and did not believe in the Nick Madrigal thing at all, ever. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Connor, who's given us our day at Sox history. The White Sox purchased the contract of Louis Aparicio, uh, historic, uh, 302 defensive war and 500 stolen bases, but also had an OPS plus above 100 in only one season. So uh, shout out to Connor, our le- local uh, commanders fan. Yes, and White Sox historian, apparently. Yeah, and but, I uh, think it's also uh, someone's birthday today. Let me figure it out. It's like an actual like big White Sox birthday. It's uh, Vincent Edward Jackson, Bo Jackson's birthday. It is? Yeah, I believe. If I'm correct, I think it's Bo Jackson's birthday today. 
I don't know if it's Bo Jackson. I'm pretty sure it is. There he is. Oh. Vincent Edward Jackson, yeah. as I said. Happy birthday, Bo Jackson. I'll tell you what. Well, he filled out the White Sox weekly report that Kevin has us do. And, uh, no, it's uh, Minnie's birthday was yesterday. That's on me. Ray Durham's birthday today as well. That's who I was thinking of. So I somehow missed Bo Jackson on baseball reference, but Ray Durham. I love to watch Ray run. Let Ray, Ray is low-flying around the bases. Let Ray cook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's answer Melissa's question, and you can see Melissa in the chat right there. She's Sox mom, so- Melissa Sage Bolenbach. So I think it's not going to just be Andrew Vaughn. And as Sean has brought up, and he'll say it his own uh thoughts right here in a second it'll be more people so if you're gonna let Jose Abreu go with that in mind you have to replace whatever he brought to the table the 4.2 B war that he had last year has to be replaced 100% and I don't think Andrew Vaughn by himself can do that and they need to go and get a solid outfielder to do what Andrew Vaughn could not do is catch the ball throw the ball and Andrew Vaughn was a negative 17 and outs above average last year. Just need an average outfielder, left or right fielder, just to be fine. And if that person can hit a little bit, smooth. So we got people out there, Ben Intendi, left-handed hitter, left fielder, pretty good at uh, catching the ball and throwing the ball. We have Cody Bellinger's out there, mostly a center fielder, played first base a little bit early in his career. He can catch the ball. Same thing. Joey Gallo, same thing. And other players of that ilk would make this team that much better. Now, I would like to shoot higher, but I know the team I root for and I know the team we cover. So I'm going to be in that middle range right now because I live in reality. And I don't want to be dreaming big because only thing that's going to have me doing is have a hard fall. Right. Well, I mean, the only I started dreaming big a little bit with Brandon Nimmo, and I've come down on that dream, and that's not even that big. It's like, not even that big. Our, our guy Jaxo, who's always dropping super chats, uh, is always saying the White Sox need to sign Aaron uh, Judge. Aaron Judge, and I mean, I, I won't even let myself get up there. I won't even let myself get to Brandon Nimmo because, as we've said before, they haven't even breached the like eighty million dollar mark, no. right? They, no. Like, let alone the hundred million dollar mark. No. I think the highest is Yasmani <laughs> at seventy three. So, I mean, seventy five. They haven't even cracked. Um, I think one extension might have been around uh, a, a little bit higher than that. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, it's it's pathetic. So, I, I mean, I don't – Cody was asking me this earlier, too. Like, what do you expect from the winter meetings? I don't know. Like, I know they're really frustrated that nothing has happened, but as long as the four f- free agent shortstops stay on the market, I don't think Cubs fans should be panicking. But White Sox fans, I don't even know what the next domino is. I don't know what's going to fall next. I wasn't expecting Clevenger – to happen so quickly and to happen at all. So I really have no idea what's going to happen. Are they going to wait two months to get a left fielder and second baseman? They might. And I like that Jack So still has, like, hope. That hasn't been beat out in him. And keep that. Keep that in you, Jack So, please, because that's been gone for me a long time. I wish I could get back to thinking that the White Sox are competitive with the rest of the top of the league. I can't. I, I You know, it's been too much of this whole – you know, the whole offseason last year. Then I put my eggs into the Rick Hahn's going to do something at the trade deadline because we're only a couple games behind. He got us right, in, or Jake Diekman. So I'm not too sure what the next move would be, but those guys are all reclamation projects, all for the most part, like not perfect uh, free agents that I just li- listed off. Like 
Cody Bellinger's had two horrible years, like fall off the table, horrible years. But he'll be very wanted. Sean's thinking he's at twenty plus million dollars because he's still twenty seven years old, and his uh, MVP season was like three years ago. Gallo's hit a bunch of home runs, and he strikes out a lot, and he doesn't hit average at all. So you guys, as the White Sox fans, if you hate Yasmani Grandal, you absolutely detest the batting average that Joey Gallo is going to bring to the table. But the one thing he does is hit that ball over the fence. And Well, and this and, week, too, uh, is on December 2nd, is the anniversary of them signing Adam Dunn. Uh, so if they sign Joey Gallo this week, that's like kismet right there. Yeah, and he's going to be in that category. And then Andrew Benintendi's a fine player, but he doesn't really hit for power. So all these moves are not perfect. All of them just... You know, you're just going to be trying and hoping and praying that these players somehow find it and hit their ceiling with the White Sox. And I don't see most of those hit it having happening. The mo- the safest, I think, out of those three guys I named has been Intendi. Because you know he's going to give I, pretty much sa- the same effort that's going to be above average, two, three, war guy, fine. I, I just think it's so boring. Um, I think that I would rather go on the Joey Gallo ride just because you know the defense is going to be fine. You know that you're going to get 20 home runs, and that's the main thing that I want. I want improved defense, and I want home runs. So I really could care less about the average. And I think that he's probably actually a little bit more appealing than Bellinger because Bellinger, I think, has a very larger market, but there's less, I think, question marks about Gallo. I Correct. think if you take him away from New York, I think if you take him away from L.A., I think that he will just have less pressure on him, and I think he'll be able to, uh, you know, achieve closer to what he was doing in Texas. Where with Bellinger, you know, bright lights or not, his shoulder might be screwed up forever. So that just that guy might never come back, and mm-hmm. he'll give you the same, uh, you know, level of defenses as Gallo will. I just think that Gallo doesn't have that injury concern that has plagued the White Sox so much. So I would really like to avoid that. Benatendi, uh, I-, I would be pretty meh on that just because I don't think that they're solving the issue of power hitting. No. Um, two things here. Um, let me ask Al. Gallo's much better than Andrew Vaughn. I might be better than Andrew Vaughn. And I'm not saying that flippantly yeah. like I said with the Yasmani stuff. Literally. Well, here. Um, so over the past two years, um, and, and this is part of the, the point six war thing that I wanted to get into with Melissa's question. Um, and I just I think this is a, probably a, a good spot to do this. And before you get in, I see our guy uh, Nick Morowski's in the house at Lockdown White Sox, too. He said on this date, Lurie Garcia signed three years, $16 million oh, deal. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for reminding me of that, Nick. We appreciate it. I think also Kendall uh, Graveman signed today as well. So it was Kendall Graveman and Lurie Garcia. Oh, so we got the two. Um but since 2021, on fan graphs, there's the offensive category, there's the defensive category, and there's a war category. And basically, those two numbers, the offensive defense together, give you the war. Um, Andrew Vaughn, since 2021, an offensive rating of minus 2.8, a defensive rating of minus 38.3. Uh, the last year, he was around a 4.9 in 2022 um, offensively. So the numbers have gone up. And also, I do wonder what that 2021 number would look like if you took, you know, before August happened. Um, But defensive, the defensive number, Andrew Vaughn has the worst rating. There are only six players with a defensive rating of minus 30. There's Shohei Otani, Vlad Guerrero, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, Nathaniel Lowe at negative 33, and then Andrew Vaughn at minus 38.3. So the biggest thing about his war that's dragging him down is just that he's playing out of position. If you look at first basemen who have similar offensive numbers, um, Josh Bell, or I'm 
sorry, DJ LeMay, who has around a six offensive number. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle has around a six offensive number. And Carlos Santana has around a two offensive number. All those guys are somewhat below average at fielding. Santana had a negative defensive number. Mountcastle had a negative defensive number. LeMay, who had a positive defensive number. Their awards were three, 1.6, and one. So I don't think that Vaughn will be below a one and a half war player next year simply by being at first base. Yeah. So right there, you're seeing a about a, a what a, a two war flip just by putting him at first base. Yeah, I mean that's going to be good for Andrew Vaughn, and that's why uh, we go back and forth of like replacing Jose Abreu. I don't think it will be Andrew Vaughn by himself because he's got to just produce his numbers. And just by themselves, firstly. And so I think he's going to be fine at first base. I think he'll hit more home runs. He'll be a better player in 2023 than he was in 2022. For the most part in 2022, pretty good player. Then he, again, hit the wall and got tired. And so next year, I feel like this offseason, he's working on endurance. Hopefully the new strength and conditioning people they've hired – emphasize this to Andrew Vaughn, getting his win, getting his conditioning right so he can last the whole 162 and more throughout the season so he doesn't hit that wall. But I think the White Sox need to go and get another person for to answer Melissa's question just to be at the same level that they were last year with Jose Abreu and Andrew Vaughn on the team. So, yeah, if we can get those players, like I think the ceiling is infinite for Cody Bellinger. But the floor is pretty goddamn far. It's on the ground. It is the the floor is hell well, for Cody Bellinger, I and the ceiling is the roof. One one question here, I think it was from Shea Fidel saying, um, "Do you think Andrew Vaughn would be the next Paul Konerko? What do you think Vaughn's floor is? Like, do you think that he could bottom out and be bad, no. or do you think he'll just be at worst average? At worst, he's going to be average. He's he's got the hit tool. He I said a couple times last year he's the best hitter on the White Sox, and then Jose Abreu's like no. Calm down, I'm still on the team. He's got the hit tool. Now, the discipline's not there necessarily yet because we've seen him swing at balls way outside the zone, both outside the zone in the left-handers batter's box and the high pitch he can't lay off. And that's got to be a thing that he's got to concentrate on or at least understand how to hit that high pitch. As you said, with uh, Kevin Long working with Kyle Schwarber, understanding, okay, if it is high, I can get there. I get my hands up there and still generate some power and crush that ball. At the worst, I think he's going to be an average hitter. He has a decent ceiling himself, too. And yeah. Paul Konerko is a high, high ceiling. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of interesting stats, especially from the hitting side of Andrew Vaughn that we'll get into in a second, just to kind of prop up his his hitting prowess. Um, AJ saying, though, not sure why people keep calling Gallo old. He's 29. Um, he debuted when he was 21. He was really young. Uh, 21 and 195 days old. He debuted against the Sox, went three for four with a home run and four RBIs. So let's go, baby. Let's bring him home. Um to go into Andrew Vaughn a little bit about first base, I, I did have some numbers that I said were going to blow your mind. Um, Andrew Vaughn played 55 games in the minor leagues. That's it. He played 57 between rehab starts and everything. He started 37 games at first base mm-hmm. in the minor leagues. Yep. He has started 32 over the, his two major league seasons. He's played 261 games in the majors. He's played 57 um, in the minors and has started more games at first base in the minors than he did in the majors. Um, he has one start in the minor leagues in the outfield, and that was in his 2022 rehab stint. Okay. So he has never played in the outfield anywhere but major league baseball. He played only 55 games before he made it to the major leagues. And I think the fact that he has been an above average hitter, and I think the fact that 
it, that defensive number that we said, that he was like, you know, minus five points worse than the next worst defender. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised that number isn't worse because he's learning a new position on the fly. He never played any position besides first place. 159 games in college, or sorry, 159 games played at first base in college, 160 total games. The only other position he played was pitcher. So I, I don't know. I just think that it will all come together for him and it will just look a lot cleaner this year because he won't be doing so many things. I mean, like he, he really has had no experience at first base in the major leagues. It might look rocky for the first month, but I do think he'll he'll settle in. I understand what you're saying. But left field's not that hard to play. It's not. Would <laughs> well, you see the Astros want to bring uh, Wilson Contreras to, yeah. to Houston and play left field? I'm sure he can do it. He's got a catcher's <laughs> arm, so his arm is plus. That's where they stick the worst fielders out in left field. So, I don't know. It's not that hard, and Andrew Vaughn made it look impossible at times in 2022. He regressed because in 2021, I was like, all right, he's, he's, he's good. He's fine. But in 2022, he's like, I don't know what's baseball anymore. Like, I, he just forgot everything. He would be reacting so slowly. Like, ball hit, then he would go. And then he doesn't have the speed. So, yeah, I hope you're right. I hope that he has his mind right. I'm playing the position I was meant to play in the major leagues. Now all I have to do is worry about my hitting because the, the stuff at first base comes second nature to me. All I have to do is just get in that cage, work on the hitting, and I'll be the player that they pick me to be the third pick overall in the draft, and I can go forward. And I see you rusted. I've asked the same question about when do the excuses stop for um, Andrew Vaughn. I, I think we came to a consensus after 2023, if Andrew Vaughn's still the same guy, right? then we're like, eh. If there's still questions about his legs and if there's still questions about his ability to power through, like if he doesn't hit 20 home runs next year, I think there's a, a, a huge issue there. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of concerns there just because a lot of the hitting numbers that I'm excited about show that he should be hitting more home runs than he is. And I think there has to be the question of what happened. Um, you can what was look that at stat that you uh, highlighted? Somebody either tweeted out oh, or you tweeted out yeah. that uh, he's got one of the... Yeah, so l- let's get into that. Uh, Sarah Langs tweeted that out. Yeah. Um, and it's on StatCast. It was uh, percentage of hard-hit swings. Andrew Vaughn is in the top five. Let me make sure I just get the actual uh, stat correctly, how she tweeted it. Um, and now, of course, I can't find it. I yeah. didn't know I tweeted this much. Oh, uh, highest swing, per, highest percentage of swings producing hard contact, 2022, minimum 355, uh, 350 balls batted. Jordan Alvarez had the highest percent of swings producing hard contact at 23.7%. Yandy Diaz of the Tampa Bay Rays uh, was at 22.8%. Alejandro Kirk of the, Tampa, uh, of the uh, Toronto uh, Blue Jays was at 21%. Juan Soto. 20.7%, and Andrew Vaughn, 20.7%. Um, so you look at all those hitters, Andrew Vaughn, the worst, at least when it comes to production. But there's a lot of underlying stats, especially like quality of contact, that get me massively excited. So there's a contact called Z, or there's a stat called Z contact, and that's the amount of contact that you make in the zone, mm-hmm. the amount of swings that you take um, and the amount of swings that make contact, and that's, that's the divider. Andrew Vaughn is 25th. Um, and basically at 90% over the past two years. And this is a minimum of 1,000 plate appearances. Um, so he has a minimum plate appearances of 1,000. Andrew Vaughn with 1,024, 25th in all of Major League ba- Baseball in Z contact. He is so excellent at making 
just straight up contact. And the other thing that's super like uh, exciting to me is the hard hit percent as well if you combine the two. So he's hitting the ball, making great contact in the zone, but he's also damaging it. 33.1% is his hard hit per, uh, contact. And if you just take players who have a Z contact of 90 plus and a hard hit percent of 33 plus, it's Andrew Vaughn. Mm-hmm. It is Yandy Diaz, Kyle Farmer. That one's not too exciting. No. Um, then you got Jose Ramirez. Ever back. hear of him? We're back. Um, you ever hear of Mookie Betts? I've heard of him. And that's it. Marcus Lynn Betts. All so, right. So Mookie Betts, Jose Ramirez. Uh, you also got Kyle Farmer, Yandy Diaz, and Andrew Vaughn are the only people that put on that hard of quality contact consistently. And he's been doing this for over two years. And that's why I'm excited about it is because he has the hit tool of a great first baseman. Mm-hmm. He's just playing left field. So let's see see what happens. I, I think there's a lot to be excited about with Andrew Vaughn. And as long as he's not being forced into a position where he never played before and Tony La Russa said he's above average already. That's what he said in spring training. And again, he was forced into this. He was supposed to be their DH in 2021. And then Aloy Jimenez hung from left field and tore up his shoulder. And then he was forced into left field. What would happen if what would have happened in 2021 if Aloy Jimenez just didn't do that? If Aloy Jimenez played in left field to start 2021 and Andrew Vaughn was the DH, what does this team look like? I think that's one of the biggest, like, what-ifs I think I have in all of White Sox history just because this team might have won more games in 2022 if Aloy never had that one injury with the, with the, 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 the outfield wall in spring training. Uh, I mean, it would have been better. They won the division. I, maybe they would have won it by a couple more games. They won it by 10-plus clear, and Aloy probably would have hit his 40 home runs that I've projected him to hit if he plays a full season. So let's do it. Let's uh, make Aloy the designated hitter. Tell him never to jump, ever. Even if he hits a home run, don't don't jump. Because he got hurt, I think, celebrating Lucas Giolito's no-hitter, too. So keep on your feet. Just run the bases after you hit the ball. That's all you need to do, Aloy. That's the key, because they've put their eggs in the Andrew Vaughn, Aloy Jimenez, uh, Yasmani Grandal, uh, Luis Robert, uh, Tim Anderson uh, basket. And they all have to stay healthy. And all of those players, except for Yohan Mankata, have had a checkered history with, you know, health. So health is the biggest thing. And I know my guy Beef Loaf's like Kenny Williams meme. Just stay healthy. (laughs) (laughs) As long as they stay healthy. I mean, as long as Luis Robert, Aloy Jimenez, and Andrew Vaughn stay healthy, I think it could be an exciting 2023. Um, We'll we'll just see, though. Um, Also, I know people are laughing at Kyle Farmer. Uh, Kyle Farmer was just picked up by the Twins. Uh, Our guy, uh, Kevin Goldstein, uh, I I think knows what he's doing. He's a part of player uh, acquisition over there. Uh, They just traded a pitcher that they liked um, and added him to the 40-man roster uh, after the 2022 season and then traded him for Farmer. Uh, I wouldn't sleep on Kyle Farmer. He'll be in the division, and you'll be hearing a lot more about Kyle Farmer. He might be a guy that uh, just annoys you uh, because Nicky Lopez is another guy that puts on, you know, great contact in the zone. Kyle, Hart, Kyle Farmer just hits it harder. So, uh, you know, he might be a guy that uh, might end up annoying White Sox fans Let's coming up in 2023. Nicky Lopez go to? Uh, Naperville? What did he go to? Naperville Central, yeah. Did he go to Naperville Central? I hate that that's ingrained in my brain. Uh, what's also, you told me. 
<laughs> what's also ingrained in my brain is DraftKings being the best sports book out there. It is the top sports book, top rated sports book, and it's the official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. And you got Thursday night football coming up. You have Bills versus Patriots. Bills are the road favorite at minus three and a half. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if you do. So if you're looking to make Thursday a little bit more interesting, you could place money on the Bills money line, which usually isn't super uh, super uh, lucrative. No. Uh, but if they win, you get $150 in free bets. So there is uh, some some uh, some benefit in taking the big favorite there. So check this out too. Right now, when everyone uh, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays, go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Uh, and again, it's been very fun to watch the NFL and try to have some of these parlays hit. Uh, you also have the Bears Packers coming up. We have a tailgate happening on December fourth at 8 30 over at roosevelt michigan get tickets at allchgo.com but if you're going to be sitting at home watching the bears packer you can also put together a parlay and make it more exciting to watch so download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use code chgo and place a five dollar bet on any nfl team to win their game and get 150 dollars in free bets if they do only at DraftKings sportsbook with code chgo minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details and then our next partner is our friends over at Pins and Aces. Uh, we haven't seen our guy uh, Stephen Nicholas uh, for a while, so I'm assuming that you know he's just spending all of his daytime uh, hitting the links. And they are our official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. They're a family-owned golf and apparel business and our people from DNVR. Uh, I know they originally hooked up with P- Pins and Aces. Uh, mm-hmm. They're in the uh, the CHGO offices today, uh, and they know that they make an amazing uh, that they make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve. It's an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. So check out pinsandaces.com and use code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com and again, code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. We're getting closer to the holidays, so that is a perfect gift for the golfer in your life. Let's go to the next question. We're going to go to Clark. Uh, our guy, uh, know it all. You kept flashing it there. Uh, know it none. I'm sorry, Clark. Uh, if the Sox were to consider bringing back any throwback uniform slash hat, which one should it be? I have a feeling I know your answer. I mean, we all know the answer. It's the vest. Oh, well, really? Yeah. I thought you were going to go with the 90s uh, blue and red Frank Thomas debut no. CHGO script. I thought no. you liked that one. Taney loves that those uh, the Campbell C jerseys yeah. on the hat. No, I love the, the vest. They you know, wore those during the AL. CS, ALDS and the ALCS. I think they lost the first game versus the Angels and then switched out of those forever and just went with the regular white uh, uh, pinstripe uniform. So the vests are my favorite. I have one at home. It's huge, so I don't wear it anymore, and it gets mustard on it. It's, it's terrible, and you can't get it out. <laughs> That's why I never wear it anymore, but I love it. It was a, a sharp look. I thought it was not unique because I think the Rockies did it, the Reds did it, a bunch of other teams did the vest, but it's gone out. I don't know if the players didn't like the feel of it. I would think you had the freedom of the arms right. out there, and you can do a little bit more things, and it looks sharp to me. So it broke up all that white and with a little black, and then the black hat, the black shoes. Man, it looked smooth. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Uh, I'd bring back the vest. I think it just makes the most sense because it's the jersey already. Just cut the sleeves off. And, and also, too, just see uh, 
now the Padres, you already knew that, the Padres have Motorola uh, sponsoring their sleeves, and then Mass Mutual is now sponsoring uh, Boston Red Sox. Mass Mutual played $17 million to get their logo on the Boston Red Sox uh, jersey. So you don't think the White Sox are going to try to get more money? Um, who do you think the, the next you know, sponsor's going to be? Who's going to be the, uh, the, the, the arm sleeve for the, uh, the, the White Sox? I mean, McDonald's is right here. Why not? That's true. Why not? Right here. The global headquarters right here down the street from us in the West Loop. So might as well just put that big M on the uh, sleeves. Look perfect. And give me a couple dollars when you get that done, White Sox. All right? Portillo's. I found this company called McDonald's, White Sox. Maybe you've heard of them. You can work out a deal with them and then get some money from them, please. Portillo's. Portillo's, yeah. like our guys over here mm-hmm. at uh, DMVR, they uh, came into Chicago and immediately got some Portillo's. Yeah. A lot of people uh, were saying uh, guaranteed rate field, just the downward arrow, just keep it going. You know, if it's it's already the name of the stadium, uh, just put it on the sleeve. Uh, I know AJ also said Moo and Oink, uh, oh. if not Jewel, too. Uh, I think Jewel makes sense. Moo and Oink is be great. But then if, if we're going to do uh, the, the Jewel ones, uh, you're going to have to bring back the red pinstripes like Melissa wanted so the, the red and the Jewel go together. You could become the Jewel Osco team. Would it be spelled Jewels, uh, Nick? Like, would it be Jules instead of Jules Osco? <laughs> Jules Osco. Um, I, I, I think, if anything, bring back the vest just because that'd be cool. I do also like the old uh, blue pinstripes. That it wasn't like navy. It was like blue. Yeah. It was right before the reds. Uh, I would say bring that uh, as well. Uh, yeah, maybe Taco Burrito King sponsoring the, the, the sleeves. Uh, everyone just wants food. No one, no, no one ever goes to, like, you know, uh, what old national bank or like you know you know some weird like financial institute? It's always like Portillo's, Jewel, McDonald's. People love food. Who doesn't love? Yeah, food? it's a part of my everyday life. Uh, let's go to the and next this question. Is a, one of the greatest food cities of all time. Yeah, and we we went immediately to McDonald's. Uh, our guy Sam, delicious. Are you guys surprised by the lack of free agent signings in general for the MLB uh, free agent period so far? Uh, I don't think so, just because I mean we're I, I'm at least used to. Manny Machado and Bryce Harper waiting until February. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that we still don't have a deal done, I would expect something to happen uh, with Aaron Judge by December, mm-hmm. uh, but you never know. And also, uh, shout out to Mark, CHGO on the White Sox sleeves. And Wolf Larson says, Harold's chicken. That's a good go. Good go right there. More food. I'm more of a Uncle Remus guy than Harold's, and we're close. Well, actually, there's a Harold's right down the street right here. Uh, I was like, we're in the West Loop, so West Side, Uncle Remus down on uh, Madison. You got to go a little farther, though, almost to Oak Brook. I've never been to Uncle Park. Remus. Oh, you get a grab pan, put some mild sauce on it. They put a uh, chicken on top of fries, put some mild sauce, and mm. some fr- there's some bread underneath there. Underneath there, it's a grab pan. You just take them to go. We used to get that and uh, watch some Sunday night football every day. But um, what were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> um, <I'm> just Uncle <laughs> Remus distracted you. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about the lack of free agent signings. I mentioned uh, it's not too surprising because Bryce and Manny waited until about February to get their deals done. I think Judge will probably get done by December, and I think probably they'll open up the floodgates. Um, ESPN's Jeff Passan pretty much hinted that there's going to be a flurry of activity this next upcoming week in the winter meetings out in San Diego. So he said, unlike other winter meetings, and this is the first winter meeting in person since 2019, there's going to be a flurry of activity because they're in the same area. A lot of deals have been set up by the GM meetings that happened in November. That's what usually happens, and their initial talks happen there, and then the execution of those deals happen usually in the winter meeting. So I expect there's going to be a flurry of activity, but it's not like the NBA or the NFL where it's free agency. Wow, and it hits you. Everybody's going to different places. I wish it was. I wish they set up a system that was – 
of that ilk because it's much more exciting. You uh, take out like a full day in the middle of April for the NFL, and they're like, oh, we just started baseball. And the NFL's like, hold your horses. We got free agency right here. Calm down, baseball. And NBA, same thing. When they yeah. have free agency, it's like, oh, we're still playing baseball here in uh, July. And the NBA's like, hey, somebody's moving somewhere. Right, we just opened free agency. So I wish baseball felt that same way. It's like this is the this is the avenue that we're going to be taking because the hot stove the last couple of years been cold as hell. It's not been exciting. People have been like you said, the Machados and the Bryce Harpers have been signing in February. Some of the players, like the two guys that we got uh, subsequently, um, Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell didn't sign until the middle of the year, one of those years, and their seasons were pretty much shot after that. So baseball needs to work on how they do free agency and have, uh, like, incentives for the players to sign early, like have a deadline, like, hey, you sign early, you can get X amount of dollars, you sign later, those dollars are not there anymore. What's the one thing you hear in the NBA all the time? I mean, teams get fined and, and flagged for tampering. There's no tampering in baseball. No one cares to tamper. Nope. Like they'll take as their sweet ass time with it, and it, it does make it a boring product for the fans. But I guess it kind of leaves you just like with baseball that anticipation, like oh something might happen at any point. Uh, so uh, you know it, it it does make it more of a marathon, which mimics the season. But I don't know the season needs to be fixed. So I also think that um, the actual off season needs to be fixed as well. All right, let's go overseas. Our guy. Uh, Ian, um, I was going to say Ian, uh, Ian, <laughs> he's uh, over overseas. Uh, so here's mine. Uh, who is the only gettable free agent you would be most disappointed not to get? So no judge. There's no person that I thought they targeted. I mean, Clevenger is obviously a guy that they targeted, they sought out, and they got. I'm trying to think. If they didn't get in that category that we were just talking about, and I think Josh Nelson put out a Twitter poll about Benintendi, Gallo, and Bellinger, and I think he had one more person in there. If they didn't get, like, a left fielder who hits left-handed, I would be very disappointed, very disappointed in the White Sox offseason. We're already tamping down our expectations of this offseason with middling players. If they don't get that bare minimum, what are we going to go into next year with? Like, who's playing left field as we currently speak? Um, is it Gavin Sheets? Because Oscar Colas is probably – there it is. It's Conforto, Benintendi, Bellinger, or Gallo. Like, he had a, a poll. I voted for Bellinger because I think he has the highest ceiling of those. Um, um, I'd rather Conforto because I think he's the most consistent and solid. I think he gives you the best mix of everything. Um, maybe not health, but none of those guys really give you – Great health. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not surprised to see Gallo be the lowest, but I'm surprised to see Benintendi get so much love. I mean, even more love than Conforto. So I'd, I'd say I'd say Conforto out of those four. That would be the like the left field slash right field corner outfielders. We got to get one of those four guys or somebody of that ilk. Melissa's saying Lurie. That's that's possible. <laughs> well, that but, no, that I think that would be who would be starting. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And then Gavin Cheatson, right? Come on now. That would be so disappointing. I would just, I wouldn't be on the precipice of not being a White Sox fan. As I said, I'm staying. Rick can go. Kenny can go. Jerry can go. But I would just be so disenchanted with this franchise. They would lie to me so many times talking about this damn contention window and not getting anybody of that ilk, even the bottom tier or the middle tier. Just be like, ugh. 
you trust in your players that much or you don't think you have enough money to sign these guys who are not going to break the bank, I would just be like, Cheetah's a good bat. Where? He's not. He's a good bat for the White Sox. If you put Cheats out in the market, he, not a lot of teams would be going after him. Mm-hmm. Only reason they'll be going after him is he's relatively young and he's a left-hander. And that's the reason why he's still on the team. I think Rekhan would have traded him if any team wanted him. I think yeah. he would have traded him at the deadline. I think he would have traded him in the offseason if he could have gotten a deal that he thought he was fair. I think he's overvaluing Sheets, and I think I, I don't think most Sox fans are. I think most Sox fans know exactly what he is, but uh, you know that's why we have differing opinions. All right, let's go to the next question. Um, we got other Sean coming in. Uh, if they sign Clevenger, is that a move so they can move Giolito for an outfielder? That's how it looks. Thank you for the question, other Sean. And this is in our CHGO lounge as well. So if you want to become a diehard like all of these great people asking questions uh, to us for this show, make sure you go to all CHGO. Check out the diehard program. You get a free shirt when you sign up. You get 20% off uh, next merch order as well. And you get 20% off to the events that we throw. We got a tailgate coming uh, on December 4th at Roosevelt, Michigan for the uh, Bears and Packers uh, uh Tailgate starting at 8.30, Roosevelt, Michigan, 15-minute walk over there. Um, but you get 20% off if you're a diehard as well. Um, but what do you make of – now I forget the question, and that's brutal. Um, what am I doing here? Uh, thank you. Uh, so do you think they're going to move Giolito is basically the question. No. I don't know who's taking him, firstly, and then the White Sox would be selling at a bad time for Giolito. It's his walk year, and he doesn't bring you a lot back. I don't know who you're going to be in the starting rotation, who you're replacing Giolito with. And I know maybe you thought that Clevenger would be the guy replacing Giolito, but no, you still have an open spot unless you truly believe in Davis Martin, which I don't. I don't want to go into next year as Davis Martin, our fifth starter. It'll be tough to put a lot of pressure on that kid in his first full year of starting in a rotation. You'd be like, ugh. That'd be real tough. We're losing our best player in Jose Abreu, and then we're starting uh, pretty much a rookie as our fifth starter to give get the ball. Right. Yeah, I'm and, good. Well, and Ethan Katz has just said recently that Michael Kopech might not, might not be able to throw uh, five innings until the end of spring training. So what can Kopech even give you in 2023? Will he be able to give you 150 innings, or will he still struggle to get to that mark? So I think having Davis Martin and Michael Kopech and Mike Clevenger, that's too many question marks. I'd rather trust on Lucas Giolito even to be bad. Like, I'd rather have Lucas Giolito, who's going to give us about 178 innings, and be bad, um, just because I know that he can eat those innings. I, I think that there's obviously a lot of potential still left in, in Lucas. I think he's got some things that he needs to fix, especially with his mechanics and, 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 and you know, the, the amount of uh, muscle that he put on his body last year. But I, I don't think that, again, they're going to be able to get the value to line up. Rick Hahn, it's worked in moments for him to get – trades done but they've really had to be perfect for him to pull the trigger I don't think anything is going to be perfect enough for them to trade Lucas Giolito so I I just see again continually their only ability to add a second baseman or left fielder is through the free agent market and I would think it would be more realistic that Liam Hendricks gets traded than Lucas Giolito because Liam Hendricks is at the top of his game and many people need a back-end guy, need a closer of Liam Hendricks' ilk. And you can maybe get something back like the outfielder you're talking about, other Sean. Yeah, and I really don't know trade-wise who is available for the outfield. There hasn't been a ton of 
rumors or murmurs about that. Hunter Renfro was one of those names that possibly could have been that, but he was a right-hander, and now he's in Los Angeles. So I really don't know what lefties are going to be available on the free agent or the trade market for you know Lucas Giolito specifically. That, that's that, that's the one thing I just I don't see the. The, the, the value lining up there. Um, we got a couple more questions, but we do got to let you know about DraftKings pick of the week. Uh, I'm going to go with over 48 and a half at one uh, plus 161 in the Bills Patriots game. The over under right now is at 43 and a half. So you could just take that as well. But I do think seven touchdowns will be scored in this Ooh, game. Jeez. Um, on a Thursday? On a Thursday. Well, here's, Sean. But he, here's the thing. When did they both last play? They played last Sunday? They both played last Thursday. Oh, so this yes. is basically just a week of rest for them because Lions, Lions, had, Lions had the uh, – or the Bills had the Lions on uh, the noon slate of Thanksgiving and then the pa- uh, Patriots had the Vikings uh, on the, uh, the, the, the night game uh, of that Thursday night. But both those teams put up a ton of points. Uh, there was 50 points scored in that uh, Bills game and there was about, uh, I think, more than – I think it was like 57 or so in that Vikings and uh, Patriots game. So That's why he's the co-host of CHGO Bets. There you go. I, I do like over 43 and a half and the weather looks fine. It's not going to be like last year where they weren't throwing the ball. Wind is looking fine. It looks like a clear day in Foxborough. So check out – DraftKings Sportsbook, they're the top-rated sportsbook, and when you download the app, use code CHGO when you sign up. Uh, Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for detail. Uh, And then Chi-Town Cornhole. Uh, We've mentioned the tailgate a couple times now. Chi-Town Cornhole, Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider in the Chicagoland area in Illinois since 2007. Our signature box style can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Our cornhole boards can come with built-in drink holders recessed in on the back, LED lights that light up the hole, and exterior handles for easy carrying and handcraft with scorekeepers. Uh, part of the fun is mingling with people at the tailgate and playing some bags. You know, play up to 21, and over there you get to know some people while you're playing bags. It's a, it's a, it's a social game, friends, uh, and they're beautiful, beautiful boards. Uh, you won't need the LED lights on Sunday, uh, but again, when you're carrying them around, when you're setting up a party, especially in that hot, hot summer, those handles are clutch. I was putting those away for Jake well, and, yeah. our, and our little thing, and uh, all the other boards, there was three different kinds of boards or four different kinds of boards. Easiest ones by far to pick up and carry just because of the handles. They made them feel super lightweight, and they're veteran-owned and operated, and they can ship anywhere and offer local pickup. So if you're looking for a gift this holiday season, check out their website, ChiTownCornhole.com, and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Chi-Town Custom Cornhole Boards. Final question is from Ryan Herrera. Yeah, we're we're gonna skip Crazy Gas Bag because I think we we've, we've I think we've sufficiently answered that one. Um, the budget, I'm not really sure what it's going to be. Um, I think the projection, if they have the certain 21 men that I think that they're going to have on, um, we don't really know the official contract of Clevenger yet. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing they 12 even, million guaranteed. They haven't even announced the signing yet. Right. I'm hearing 12 million guaranteed um, around, I think Robert Murray said that on his podcast. I think Jim Bowden said it on Twitter. Um, so I think if that's the case, their budget's at 162. So they have about eighteen million to play for with uh, right and second base, but I mean even crazy the, gas bags saying fifteen. So I don't know if fifteen's enough to do it. And you've added all the raises from arbitration. Yeah. To that number. Yeah. If if those players are are on the team, the twenty one players, they still have to fill. You know, obviously five players out left. Um, but you know, how many of those are actually going to be free agent signings? I I think they have about eighteen million dollars to play with. It tells me that the second base will be coming from. Inside the building. 
The call will be coming inside the building. Lenin Sosa, it is your time to shine. Uh, Or maybe a minor league option like, you know, Matt Carpenter. I don't know if he could still play second base, but, I mean, he just hit a ton of home runs in in, in Yankee Stadium. He looked great. I'm real good. Why? I'm real good. Because it's not a championship move. I mean, I would rather go with the the Romy Gonzalez and Lenin Sosa to get the lightning and bottle from them than think that Matt Carpenter can keep it going. Matt Carpenter had a 217 OPS, a one thir- uh, a 111 uh, a 1138 OPS, 15 home runs, 9 doubles, 39 hits. Okay. So what? 15 plus 9. What is that? You on roll dice on him? He had so he had 24 extra base hits and 33 total hits. Okay. I don't know. No, I'm good. I'd, I'd rather roll go it. with Romy or Lenin. At second base. I, but I'm just saying, I think he might be cheap just because he only played 47 games. It was a very small sample size. Maybe they don't have to break the bank for Matt Carpenter, and, you know, they could have him and Sosa up there. Um, but I, I do think that the probably next move would be left-handed outfield bat. So if they spend, and I don't know, I don't even know if they're going to be able to spend, like, $12 million to $14 million on Conforto. I think it probably will go up to 16 Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it feels like they're probably gonna just miss out on somebody like you you talked about it with ian's question like those four guys it seems obtainable benatendi uh bellinger gallo and conforto but i could also see them missing out just because that that budget might not be big enough sometimes you got to break the budget and they'll be inexcusable if they don't go and get one of those type of players to play left or right field for the white Sox next year inexcusable because you haven't replaced the production from jose abreu of an 81 and 81 team. And then you're just banking on health and Pedro Grafal being the best manager of all time, getting these players ready to play. And through that, you get more wins. And that's that's a risky proposition for the White Sox to play. But I can't I can see that happening because they're the White Sox. Yeah. And final question here, we got it from our guy Ryan Herrera. And Ryan Herrera will be joining us uh, over the next coming weeks. From he'll CHGO be, Cubs. He'll, from CHGO Cubs. He'll be down in your old hood, uh, San Diego, for the winter meetings. Uh, our guy Vinny Duber is still on his honeymoon enjoying himself down uh, in the outback. So he will, I think, be joining us in Chicago sometime soon. Uh, but Ryan will be filling in and uh, helping us with some winter meetings coverage. But he said if you had to be one Jersey Shore character, who would you be and why? Um, did you watch the Jersey Shore? Yeah, I did. Did you really? Yeah. Who didn't? <laughs> I didn't. Oh, man. That's ridiculous. Uh, Vinny. It's not even close. Vinny is the best character on Jersey Shore. Down to earth. You know, wasn't a total tool bag like the situation. Paulie was probably my favorite because of all the activities he did, the DJ and all that good stuff. But Vinny was just a down to earth guy. You know, not too much drama with that guy. He wasn't out there, you know, uh, slanging and uh, out here slaying all these random girls and such like Paulie in the situation where he was just, Hey, this is my girl. I'm going to go out with her. And if I do slay, I slay. But if I don't, I'm going to be a, a straight up dude. I'm going to be a, a stand up guy. And he was out of those six characters. And I think they might've added one. I think he was the best. Snooky sucked. <laughs> Jay. Wow. She was <laughs> abusive. Uh, what's a Ronnie was, she was, was, abusive. was terrible. Uh, who else am I missing? Deanna. Deanna. I love how you're she saying the, the my favorite character. These were real people and real lives. There was Angel. I mean, they're real <laughs> characters, but they were playing. They were playing up real. their personalities <laughs> for the cameras. I know all those reality shows. They're like, you're this, but we need you to be that. So the situation is probably not as a douche as he showed himself to be on the on the camera. But they're like, hey, we just can't have you 
going to the gym, getting tan, and doing your laundry, then coming back to the house. We got to have you be the situation. Yeah. That's like, a cl- like, like, leave Mike at home, bring the situation to the cameras. I think I'd probably be Snooky. Um, I didn't watch the show, but she just seemed very loud, uh, ostentatious. Uh, and I feel like that probably is the closest to me. Just Sammy Sweetheart. That was a good, good call, Connor. Yeah, she was Sammy Sweetheart, right? That was her nickname? No, no, no. Sammy was a different person. Now, Snooki was your girl that you're talking about. She was all right. Yeah. But Sammy, da- Sammy dated Ronnie, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. They're all wifed up in a house where you're not supposed to be all wifed up. I love <laughs> Matthew's comment because I actually was a huge Honey Boo Boo fan when, when I was younger, and Jersey Shore kind of did catapult all of that stuff into it. Uh, yeah, I'm, le- I'm less about, uh, I'm less about like, Jersey Shore... Uh, I like Real Housewives. My girlfriend's turned me on to that. Yeah. Mm. New York and Beverly Hills. Those are entertaining. Well, Ryan Herrera asked us about uh, Jersey, uh, Jersey Shore. So we're, we're ending the show. Uh, but we were talking a little bit about reality TV. Uh, what about Angelina? She wasn't great either. I don't and remember The her. one that left the show or Deanna left the show? One of those girls. And then the other one replaced him. Uh, Deanna or Angelina. I think Angelina left the show and then Deanna like, replaced her. So, no, there was both. I didn't like, they were just both like side characters. I was good on both of them. Yeah, she didn't return for season three. Yeah. All right. That was, uh, that was uh, Angelina. Anyways, that's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. Vinny hasn't been fired, by the way. Uh, he's just on his honeymoon. Uh, I know I did see that comment. Just on his honeymoon. He'll be back. Uh, don't worry. You can follow Vinny on Twitter at Vinny Duber. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, ActorWall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Uh, I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. And uh, thank you, Melissa. Uh, sorry for my loss. RIP Christine McVie. Thank you, Fleetwood Mac, for your 1979 album, Tusk. Go stream the uh, the Christine McVie songs only. Uh, they're they're some of the best on that album. Tell uh, me lies, tell me sweet little lies, and that right? Uh, yeah, that's uh, tell me lies, tell me tell me lies. They're only good song. Um, they're only good song. <laughs> um, I say that only for Courtney. Shout out Courtney. Uh, but over and over, never make me cry. Think about me, never forget. Go listen to those songs off of Tusk and think about Christine McVie. But uh, that's gonna do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Go Sox.